Get ready, pal. It's about time you're ready. I'll tell you what, this the show's damn near over because Brandon screwed up. I made a mistake. My bad. We lost five hours of banter, five hours of That's great minutes. Commu- five oh, minutes, yeah. Five <laughs> minutes of great communication with our listeners. Hey, Strew Man here, the four outdoorsman. Six o'clock every Sunday night. My buddy Mark Lukey is to my right. How you doing, buddy? Good man. I didn't think that the headphones could possibly get worse than the other studio. <laughs> you just got to have the touch. You just they, they're, It sounds they're... like you're talking through a Mr. Microphone from the 1980s. I hope we sound hey, better on the looking. air. Just yeah. kidding. That's no, because we're in a different around. studio because, oh, Thomas Stika yeah. is taking his time getting his ass out of the studio. <laughs> the there. in there. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Thomas Stika guy is a real deal. And Chase, his buddy, whoever, whatever he's doing, that's, that's great sound. Uh, They're fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. If you guys haven't listened to the Homegrown Show before our show, check it out because he has a lot of local independent music, and they're all very good. You doing some shout-outs already, buddy? What do you got going there? No, no, I'm just getting set up for the show. I want to shout out Strew for showing up Friday night to the Bob FM Listener Appreciation Party. God works in funny ways, pal, because I enjoy that. And my wife, Diana, my pretty wife, Diana, is in uh, in Jamaica. And I said, well, I, I, I promised her I would be a good boy. Even you were well-behaved, I got to say. Yeah. Well, even though these two hotties were <laughs> behind me, and we talked for quite some time. By the way, I may as well talk about them. Anyway, the, the Bob Listener show was phenomenal with uh, uh, the Hell Trucker. Hell Country uh, Truckers. Hell Country Truckers, and, and uh, who else? Hitchville. Yeah, it, just, it was fun. Good crowd. Yeah, I w- I don't. I haven't seen like the exact numbers and stuff yet, but we're looking at possibly a record for yeah. the uh, show. It was a great turnout. Everybody was enthusiastic. The bands were great. It was a yeah. lot of fun. The Medina you better Ballroom. be good if your name is Hell Country Truckers. Because yeah. if you're terrible and that's your name, it's like <laughs> that does not fit. Well, yeah. they lived up to the hype for sure. Yeah. They had the dance floor smoking nice. right off the bat. I so. was a little concerned when they they played first and they put up a like one of those. Chicken wire screens in front of the stage, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the Roadhouse, the Blues Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were great anyway. That's a great medium as well to listen to some music, and I love to watch the old farts dancing too, man. It was just they all had their moves down. Yep. Like they, we got some talented dancers out there just cutting a rug on the dance floor a lot for of sure. Fun. Anyway, got to do a couple of shout outs uh, again. We're listening to this right. in the Four Outdoors, we've got a couple of great guests tonight. Mark, uh, talk about your guest who's going to be on at six forty. Yeah, my new friend Randy, I work with him at Guns.com, and we got to talking. He loves to fish, and he told me a really, really funny Canadian fishing story. He he went right after COVID, and... Don't don't tell the story I now. I spoil the story, but he's got a great voice, and he tells a great story, so we're excited to have Randy Ness on to tell a Canadian fishing story. it would be a lot of fun, and he'll be on at 640 at 620. My buddy Dan Boris is going to be on Rocket Man. Bob Krejci is working. He's 72 years old like I, and he's still uh, he's working in a meat shop part-time or something, so he's at the some store in New Richmond tonight doing, uh, doing his job. But Dan Boris is going to join us because those two guys joined me with uh, Bill Ortiz, mm-hmm. Captain Bill Ortiz, the airboat captain on the Mississippi River, on Thursday, I think we went fishing with him and had a great time. We so, finally, one of us got to go fishing this year. Yeah, that's about it. Ice fishing like, is the I first know. time. It's, yeah, it seems like it's been for. I've yet to go. You know, Did I, you I kick I a rod down the hole or anything. No, like that? no, no. I didn't. Of course, no, I didn't. But anyway, so uh, no, because to be honest with you, I was using. I, I didn't videotape this either. I, just, I had my cats covered just in case. Bill Cats is one of our sponsors on a regular basis, and he invented something called Cats Covers. That you put over your ice hole to prevent stuff from falling down, and you can still fish. I had mine, and I should have videotaped that. I never even thought about that. Anyway, so thanks to Bill. But no, nothing went wrong. But I'll tell you, 
I'm not the biggest winter guy, ice fishing guy. I'll do it when I can. I'll what do it when, some, when, when somebody. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. My wife says I can drink at home. One of those things, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, I felt like that little kid from uh, Christmas Story. You know, you got to dress warm. You're on an airboat going 20 miles an hour or so across the river, and it's five degrees. I felt like I couldn't move. You know, I got big boots on and all this thermal stuff, and uh, it's fun. It's a great story. We caught some fish. Ah, but give me summer, man. Give me, give me, give me sunshine. Well, well, we're getting good temperatures next week, so. Well, I'll be gone, but I'll be heading toward Arizona. So I'm a, no, this next week I'll be here, but on the 29th, my wife and I are going to Arizona. So um, I'll be I'll be ahead of you guys. I hope it's supposed to be nice next week. So let's do some shout outs. And I'm gonna let me start with my 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 daughter-in-law, uh, Rochelle. Okay. Uh, she's had surgery, kind of a major surgery just yesterday, but she's doing fine. She's going to recover. It's nothing permanent. They had to do some lady stuff, I think, and good for her. She's going to be fine. Uh, prayers to Rochelle's quick re- recovery. And then, uh, very nice lady. I've met her a few times. I've yeah. met her at your cabin yeah, this great, summer. Great lady. Great lady. Do you want to do yours first? Or should we talk about those two hot women, those two uh, cougars that were looking for some action? <laughs> rah, rah. Let's uh, do ours first. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for writing to the Fort Joseman shout out. There's a few new ones, which is great. Uh, including our friend Tracy Crona. We had her on a while ago. Nice young lady. I think we had her on last year. She said she had a successful weekend on Winnie, her new favorite lake. Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited said we're finally making ice. Looking forward to Jeremy Smith from Linder Media for our February 1 meeting. Uh, Shannon Cruz checking in from the Fish House. Obviously a success there. And Bill Katz, who you just spoke of, said hitting Red Lake Thursday for its maiden voyage. And he has a beautiful, beautiful ice house hooked up to his awesome truck okay i gotta tell you this uh will goble we a couple of weeks ago we had on uh uh jim dresh who the grandpa's ice fish ice hole trap what it called and yeah and uh grandpa jimmy so i've got a couple of those and i was talking to will goble about grandpa's ice hole trap that he invented yeah and I said, well, you guys want to try? I got a couple of these. Do you want to try them when you go ice fishing? Where are you going to go? And and Will Goble gets back to me not only not more than an hour and a half ago. He says, yeah, I'll take a couple of those because we're going to Red Lake on Thursday. There so I will have to put Will Goble and Bill Katz together and hook them up so they can see each other on Red Lake. I know it's a lot of water up there. Our Grandpa Jimmy's TikTok video now has over 50,000 views. That's crazy. All the time I spend... Putting in videos together and just a dude explaining a fish trap yeah. and 50,000 views. Yeah. Kind of look like red green. I don't understand the internet. Yeah. Kind of like Can red. We go back ac- to no internet. A, a cross between uh, red green and, and Don Knotts yeah. and talking about Grandpa's fish hole trap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have ones from Alaska, you know, beautiful scenery shots. I have, yeah. you know, all sorts of great, you know, videos and. Just a guy in the front lobby of Bob explaining the fish trap just yep. goes bonkers. It's cool stuff. Anyway, so I'll tell you what. All right, let's talk about what happened at the uh, the, the Bob Bob. We're gonna uh, set up Brandon here. Well, we're gonna try it out anyway. The, the two young ladies I met were, were um, Susan and Diana. No, I'm just kidding, you ladies. I know you better be listening because you promised me you would. Uh, it's Shannon and Donna, I believe. And it was funny because I was. I, I just believe. I don't, I don't like. Mingling a lot, and there's five. Are you kidding me? That, I don't believe you, that for a second. Shut up! I don't that. reach out, and I. I Are wanted, you kidding me? You walk up to every person you see, and no, you know. no, no. I was by myself, and and standing on the rail, just listening to the music, having a good time. I did talk to uh, Matt from Hitchfield, though, and and uh, a little bit, and said hi, and they did a hell of a job. But all of a sudden, I turned around. I just felt it. 
I just felt <laughs> And there's two ex- extremely attractive women standing right behind me just listening to some music. And, and so we just, okay, I started the conversation. And I can say that because he never goes up to anybody. Right, he's not a small no, talker. There was three he's not a mingler. Three feet away, three feet away from me. Anyway, so uh, and I can talk about this because my pretty wife is in Jamaica, and she, it's first time she's probably not going to be listening. She'll to catch show. it. She can so. stream it She'll online. Catch it on on Spotify. No, no, she better not be listening. No, no, no. But Shannon and and, uh, and uh, uh, Donna, we talked for quite some time. And very attractive, nice ladies in their forties. And I and I, honest to God, I. I sug- I thought I mean this sincerely that these girls were mid thirties. One's a grandma. She's forty eight <laughs> years old and a grand just became a grandmother. You wouldn't you would think you were at uh, the Bachelorette show or something. Nicest ladies in the world. Unfortunately for them, but not for the rest of the world, they're both divorced. <laughs> you know. So uh, so anyway. And, uh, Jackpot. And I, I don't know which one it was. It might have been, must have been Shannon. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. One had blonde hair, one had dark hair. But anyway, uh, the dark-haired lady said, uh, "Where's all the single guys?" I don't know. I mean, just, I just, I don't know. Then Brandon walks. I never even thought about talking to Brandon about these ladies. Brandon you blew your opportunity. Uh, here, Man. girls. Here, girls. You've got, you've got my business card from the show because I gave it to you at the uh, Bob FM deal. My phone number's on there. Of course. And, uh, and, and we, I want you to, to get back to me so we can try to hook one of you girls up with Brandon. Brandon, Brandon talk, all right, and I told him that you were the engineer of this radio show, and you're a big shot at Bob FM. Let's I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I'll take it. And you're a nice guy. The, on on good days, sure. And yep. you love you love music. I do. Come on in, Mark. I do. Come on in, Mark. We're just, they're just starting off in here, and they're going to yeah. move over we to their We already took deal. over. We this is your last show. We already, we already took over your place. <laughs> the Mark. world has changed. But yeah, come grab a seat. Yeah. We're going to kick these guys out of here in just yeah. a minute. Mark Fisher is in the studio right now, and he's uh, with the show The Real Talk Outdoors after hours at 7 o'clock. And Mark, after 30 years of doing this radio stuff and professional fishing and whatnot, he decided I, enough's enough. So he come. we are in his studio right now because... Uh, Thomas Stika was in our studio. Took a long time for him to get ready, so we snuck over here. And Mark Fisher walks into our studio and goes, what "What's happening? I've gone for it." <laughs> he looks happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks oh, happy. Yeah. Anyway, so so uh, Donna and and uh, Shannon. Uh, oh, hey, Brandon. Yes. Introduce yourself. Talk I'm about. Brandon Backstrom. I uh, host the Homegrown Show and produce Bob Outdoors on overnights during the week and just a little bit of everything else going on at Bob. I kind of get in, into it all. So, uh, And he's strikingly handsome. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Uh, that's. No. Uh, I have a face for radio for sure. Yeah. But he's a good guy. You know, and he's fun. He likes to have fun. He loves music. But. He's got a puppy. No, I do got a dog. That's yeah. all he's got. You got a lot going for you, Brandon. Shannon and Donna both have a couple of kids, if I remember. Are you I love okay kids. with that? Yeah, oh, I you... love kids. They're great. How about grandkids? Are you grandkids, cool too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, thanks for talking to me uh, for as long as we did the other night, ladies. It was a lot of fun. Uh, be happy, man. Happiness is a choice. And uh, tell you what, if I was single, but I'm not. <laughs> been all I'm over. Randy, can we, can we do a show where we like black it out and you ask him questions and you decide Ooh, who you want to go on a date with? a dating game kind of thing? Yeah. Can sure. we do that live on air? We'll spend a whole hour doing that. That would be so much fun. I'm all about it. But thanks to you guys because it's a lot of fun. And, uh, again, just keep on plugging. Enjoy St. Michael. And uh, if you got my phone, number 612-670-5725. Just throw it out to the world. Yeah, Who cares? World. But, uh, yeah, and thank you for coming to the uh, listener appreciation yeah. party, ladies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't see any hairy chins or anything on these ladies. So no, it was a good-looking crowd for sure. No, I'm talking about these ladies. That's what I was. <laughs> That's fun. But, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Mark Fisher, what's going on, my friend? Just hanging out, bud. That a boy. 
So uh, are you going to be bored the rest of the, your life? Are you not going to be on Bob FM anymore and just going to – or are you going to enjoy Sundays by yourself for a while? Oh yeah, see, that's, that's what right. I told. I told him I was he like, "Have fun, enjoy retirement, but leave some fish for the rest of us, please." When you got all that time on your hand, you're gonna be out there killing them. So, uh, as long as there's still some fish for everyone else to catch, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, Mark, you got a big deal coming up tomorrow. Mark Lukey is my partner here to my right, and you got something really special happening tomorrow. What's going on? Yeah, I'm flying out to Las Vegas for Shot Show, which is the Super Bowl of the outdoors firearms type industry. So I'm going to go there and rub elbows with uh, all sorts of folks and meet a lot of my clients and meet a lot of people that I work for that I've never met. So it's it's a big deal. I, I went I went as COVID broke when for media and it was it was so big I walked around for four days and wasn't I didn't see everything. It was wow. just crazy. Wow. There's there's manufacturers that spend over a million dollars just on their booth. A million dollars just to be able to be in the shot. Get all show. their people there, get their booth looking nice, bring everything. I mean, think about if you spend the money to have forty employees be in Las Vegas for a week. I mean, just the expense that these companies go to, and it's an all-out show. It's where people do a lot of their buying for the year, and um, it's it's just the place to be if you're in this industry. So we will be there. Well, let's see what what is it to give us some names of companies that we may be aware of uh, who patronized places like shot show yeah so just about every manufacturer in in guns ammunition anything related to that you know the federals of the world um any any manufacturer of, of guns that you know is going to be there so um now this is private nobody i can't go we have to be invited you have to be a manufacturer or something you have, Am to, I correct? You have to like own a shop where you're going to buy something um it's like a seller it's an industry show so it's not for people just to a walk networking around. show, if nothing yeah. else, right? Yep. So media is invited because they're releasing all sorts of new products. Um, that's how I got invited last time. But mostly, it's people that buy, um, you know, merchandise for their store. Yeah. And people in the industry, buyers for large companies, uh, it's where people set up meetings, negotiate prices, and and figure out what's available. You're uh, clearing your throat like a needle in the morning. What's I, going on I there, pal? I felt a burp coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> we gotta, you we you got to wrap it up. It's 620. we got to wrap this up. Are you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Uh, let's go to Dan Boris. We'll be right back with Dan Boris. We're going to talk about uh, the fishing we did with Captain Bill Ortiz on the Mississippi River. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilsleknd.com. And thanks. 
Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Oh, are you thinking about getting a permit to carry a firearm in Minnesota or need a renew? Now is the time and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99, online classes for $89, you can even walk in. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish, shoot on-site at the new state-of-the-art gun range, and browse the huge selection of firearms. They buy guns too. Visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka, Minnesota Firearms Training, or MN, like the state, mnfirearms.com. PowerLodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head -head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. PowerLodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text APPLY NOW to 88909 right now to get started. That's APPLY NOW to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text APPLY NOW to 88909. Total Country FM. All right, welcome back. Four outdoorsmen, Stewie Man, Mark Lukey, Brandon, and Garrett behind the glass. And my buddy Dan Boris is probably on the line. Dan, are you there, my friend? I am, true. All right, hang on a second now. I, I, I love you. You're a good friend of mine. But we got a big shot in the next studio who is going to preempt you for about three or four minutes. Hang on. You just listen, have enjoy yourself within a couple of seconds. Mark Fisher, you got to be there as well, right? Right here. Congratulations, you young man. 30-some years, a little over 30 years on radio yep. doing this shows like this. That's a long, long time. Um, Hall of Fame fisherman, 
Are you All around a, good guy. A good guy. Are you? Are you? This is a, a some kind of a crossroads in your life. How you feeling about this? Are you emotional? Are you thinking? Are you, what's going on in your life? What's going on with you? Well, it's um, it was kind of an interesting deal. Hard to do. Um, you know, I worked for Rappel for twenty some years yep. and uh, retired from there and extended that like three years. You know, it was like, God, am I really ready to retire, to hang it up? You know, that's an ugly word. Yeah, it is. And uh, so it worked out fine. And then with the radio thing, you know, hooking up with Larry and and uh, Newsy was really a good thing. And uh, it's worked out extremely well. And it's just one of those things that maybe it's just time to cut it loose, let the boys run. Yeah. And... Uh, I'll just fish another day. Yeah. Well, and that's basically what I'm doing. Well, I'll tell you, but it's been a, a, a great, you've been a great part of my life. You know, we talk Thanks, occasionally, bud. and I mean that sincerely, yeah. and, and uh, I've learned from you, and uh, uh, I'm excited to see you outside the radio station again sometime. And I know you're a man of your word. That's what I've mm-hmm. heard in the fishing industry, because if you're not, you're not going to last long in the fishing industry. You don't. But you right. promised me you're going to take me fishing in 2024. We can do that. All right. That's a done deal. Okay. And Brandon, you can got I this? would tick you guys? I'll Brand- just be in my Brandon, boat Brandon, you got year. this taped, right? Yeah. It's, All right. This is, All right. Uh, it's forever. <laughs> this, we got proof. Mark Fisher, this will be his last show on Real Talk Outdoors at 7 o'clock. Listen in. Uh, call in for the couple of questions. He's a great guy. Tons of experience. And... Uh, like I said, the most important thing is is Mark Fish is a, a good human being. Take care, sir. Good luck on whatever you're going to do, all right? All right, buddy. Take Thanks care. a lot. You bet. Dan Boris, my buddy Dan, what are you doing tonight, friend? How are you, Stu? I'm doing well. Are you doing well? Are you on speakerphone or are you on uh, your regular phone deal? What's going on? Well, not much. I just got done watching the golf tournament and then amateur one. Oh, you ch- I'm taping it, you oh. idiot. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> I love you, Dan. You're the man. So thank the, you. Thank you. So the, the kid who shot a 60 yesterday, he's 20 years old. I don't know where he's from, but he's an amateur. What did he, what he finish with today? I'm not sure. I just saw the last putt, and he was there. I was watching the football, but I turned it over for the last putt, and they were hugging him. And I'm, so. a, I'm still, I'm still going to watch the last couple of holes anyway. That's, that's quite a thrill, man. He's 20 years old against the best yeah. in the world, which, of course, he's won. And uh, he's not a professional. by He will be now. But uh, now when you were an amateur, do you get any money at all for that tournament? Will he win anything? We, we're talking about that. I mean, they pay these college athletes. Does he get the prize money? Yeah, NIL. He should. Right? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 they didn't used to, yeah. but maybe they do now. I don't know. He should get it, I'll tell you that. Oh. He should get it. Well, he should get something anyway. But that's that's really, really cool. Well, thanks. Dan Boris and I just came back Thursday with my buddy Bob Krejci uh, fishing with uh, Captain Bill Ortiz uh, down in the river in, in uh, the Mississippi River down there. And tell us what your thoughts were. Did you have a good time? What did you learn? What did you like? What you, didn't you like? Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an experience that everybody should experience. The uh, the airboat, uh, it's qu- quite the mode of transportation. Yeah, it is. Um, that was probably the coolest part. The fishing was great. Bill was great. Uh, very active as a guide. Um, and the fishing was good. I mean, if you like catching jumbo perch and big sunnies, um, no, the fishing was great. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Dan, Strew sent me a bunch of pictures from the day, and it seemed like every one was you hauling in a nice fish. Did you, <laughs> did you outfish... 
Mr. Fisherman himself, Bob Krejci, or did Strew just film you all the time? Well, you know I up to Strew. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. um, because he's walking around talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You know, yeah, Bob and I did a lot of fishing together. And, yeah, we're, we're, it was just active the whole time. I may have also fished Bob, but he'll never admit that. Oh, I know he won't. And uh, go ahead, Mark. So I have a question. Strew sent me a lot of great videos, and you can see some of those videos on our social media platforms. I made kind of a compilation. It's wonderful. Yeah. It looks like you guys went over like open water cracks, or it was it? Would it be safe to drive a four wheeler where you guys were, or is it is airboat the only way to go? You know what, Mark? The only open water was right at the boat launch. Right. Okay. Once we got once we got in, the way the river froze, it was. You know, I don't know how safe it is. I certainly wouldn't have driven a truck out there. I don't know if I would have walked on it. We never broke through, however, but the way the river froze, it was, you know, it was really rough, and we just couldn't go very fast. We probably had to go two miles, and it was about as fast as somebody walking on a dry uh, dry sidewalk. So it took it took a half hour to go two hours. Yeah, Bill, two uh, yeah Bill, Ortiz, Bill Ortiz was mentioning that he would not go out there at that time without anything other than the airboat, just because of the inconsistency of the ice. And there were ice breaks all over the place, you know, those big lifts and whatnot. And it had to be, this boat is 20 feet long, got a 500-horsepower engine on it. And uh, he said it goes, what did he say he could go, 60, 70 miles an hour on, on really good snow and all that? But, but Yes, he did. And then he, he thought maybe 35 on open water. It was, yeah. it was a pretty big difference. But, yeah, he said if they, he said the best part, if it, would, if it would have been a foot of snow on there, we could have gone, you know, we could have got out there in 10 minutes. And gone know, different so. spots as well. But I tell you what, this thing, the, this boat has to get beat up. I mean, no wonder they charge as much as they do when you went for guide service with something like this especially. The, it's got to take a beating. And uh, it's really a, a cool experience to watch this happen. It, it's we caught fish. I caught a couple. These guys always caught a lot more than I did. Dan caught the biggest perch. I think I think of all the perch we caught, you probably caught the two biggest perch. Don't you think so? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They're I mean they're eleven, twelve inches. Yeah. Some of the bigger ones. So yeah. that's 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 a good sized perch. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't really think of the Mississippi River for catching perch. So that's interesting that you guys got into big jumbo perch on the river. Well, he also said that in the summer, right about where we were, we can't really disclose exactly where we were. Secret but, location. Yeah, eh? it's a secret location. But he said in the summer, early spring, uh, early ice off, uh, the jumbo perch are there. They're going to be there, he said. So uh, uh, it's it was a, a, a really a cool, cool experience. And Bill knows what he's doing for yeah. sure. As a matter of fact, I wasn't, oh, doing, I wasn't doing squat, of course, but I'm walking around. I always have crap. I got six fishing rods, and I made... Three of them with, you know, uh, jiggle sticks. But, and so about an hour left into, a fish, into our, the, the day, Bill gave me one of his rods with a special, some kind of lure. It's orange. It looked like a teardrop kind of thing mm-hmm. almost. And he said, try this because he was catching some nice fish. And, and uh, with, within seconds, I caught two nice sunfish. You know, so it's like you got to know what you're doing, obviously. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna, if I'm going to take this game seriously, it's only been nine years on this radio show. I better. I Let's better, start fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I better start taking this seriously and getting some good stuff. You know, <laughs> some good stuff. Well, we've gotten a lot of great hey, stuff hey, Mark, from Clay. Hey, Mark, but 
Yeah, go ahead. Maybe he needs to quit talking and fishing more, and that might be part of it. That's going to be hard. Well, for he me. can't sit still, so that's a problem for hunting and fishing. Yeah. But um, he's always there, and yeah. he's always got yeah, a good story good. for you. So that's why we invite him, right? Dan, tell everybody what you were using and and your presentation. How deep were were fishing? What was working for you? I only had this one small jig on the whole time. Uh, you know, I put what do you call them, spikes and waxy worms. The depth was about seven feet. I just do a light jig. Sometimes I'd bring it three feet off the uh, three feet above the surface, drop it back down. Just real light jig, a real light jigging technique, and it seemed to work just fine. What color was that jig? It was orange. By the uh, that's what that's what Bill suggested it was orange. So it was orange. Well, maybe I should have tried that, huh? <laughs> But sure, you never you never fish with what people suggest. No, I, I, fish, I fish what's on my line from the last three years, you know. But, um, but well, it was I had the same I had the same spikes on for like three hours and probably caught twelve fish with them. So it uh, it was pretty easy. So it was great, it was a great experience. Did you lose any? Lose any fish yeah, or, or yeah. jigs? Fish. Well, I, I would say my capture rate was about ninety yeah. percent. I. I only threw a couple back, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I lost a few, of course. We kept we kept twenty nine fish, which is not great for three people, and, and Bill wasn't sure going to keep. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Yeah, uh, the weather was really good. It was cold when we went out there, of course, when you're on an airboat out in the open water. But down there, um, the bluffs were gorgeous, and I, I I'm the you know the, it's the journey, not the destination mm-hmm. thing, and I, I I believe that sincerely, but. Uh, people got tired of me saying, God, isn't it pretty down here? It really is beautiful down there. So yeah. I would love a, to go down there. Big... I'd love to go down there in the summer. How about you, Dan, that area? Well, the furthest I've gone is Lake City, uh, same bluffs. But, yeah, it, it's absolutely spectacular. Yeah. No question about it. So yeah, yeah. yeah no, we had was, a good time. Yeah, it was fun. So um, you would do this again, am I correct, with Bill Ortiz? Yes, absolutely. That was very. That was a lot of fun. I think if we did it again, though, um, the town we were in was very small. I'm not going to share the name of the town either. I'd probably rather go another 20 minutes away and uh, sleep like in a Holiday Inn Express anyway. We slept in some. They're nice people. You know, the Bates Motel or what? You know, it was, it was, they're nice. They're little cabins. You know, it's just right, right in the heart of town and, and uh, kind of small for three guys, you know. Um, well, don't be well, cheap and get time, your own next room. Time, next time you rent a cabin, ask them if they have a furnace. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little chilly. <laughs> it was, but Dale, see now, Dan's bitching about being cold, but you said you never slept better in your life. That's true. That's true. It's I slept he was in a coma that night. Yeah, yeah. Mark that's says because you, you were in a coma. He said no. So Mark, Dan was saying at home, he keeps his temperature down to like sixty six or sixty seven when he's going to bed. He's, he's got to turn it down colder, isn't he? Because it, uh... <laughs> I, I turned it down more when I got home. <laughs> so what's, what's happening? Now you have another fishing trip coming up with Bob, don't you, pretty soon? I think we're going on Wednesday morning, crappie fishing in a lake in near, near New Richmond. I don't know the lake, but, yeah, I think we're going out early Wednesday morning. Well, I'll tell you so, what. It'll be like 40 degrees on Wednesday. Isn't I'll, it supposed to heat up? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to yep. catch up with you guys. Yep. I'm having breakfast with my buddy Frank Schweitz Wednesday morning. I'll sneak out maybe and try to find out where you guys. Not to fish, just to BS. You know me. But no, if, if, and Bob Creechie is as good as any fisherman that I know. He's hardcore, 
he's avid, he's intelligent, and he's a great fisherman. He can catch panfish for you. So it'll be a lot of fun to um, – uh, maybe we'll have him on the show next Sunday. But anyways, it'll be fun. Plus, he's got all the equipment, Drew. That's right. That's right. That's always yeah. a good friend to have. That's right. All right, you, can, you have fun bowling on Wednesday, all right? And then uh, have fun right. – I mean, bowling on Thursday. You bowl And t- Monday. And Monday. And fishing on Wednesday. Yeah. Boy, life's a bitch, and then you die. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. I hope not too soon. All right, so take, I want to go fishing more. So. Take, yeah, take some pictures and videos and stuff of you guys fishing on Wednesday for me, will you? Will do. All right, take care, we'll buddy. Do. All right, see you later, yeah. Mark. Yeah, see ya. Good guy. I like your friends, Drew. Yeah. I like hanging out with them. I went to Arizona with them. Yeah. All good what? guys. Oh, oh yeah. we have some tickets to give away. We do. We got a four-pack of tickets to the St. Cloud Sportsman Show at St. Cloud's River's Edge Convention Center, February 9th through the 11th. And those tickets will go to caller number four at 763-450-0100. I'll give that number one more time. 763-450-0100, caller number four. So this weekend, sure, was the Minneapolis Boat Show. Yeah. For those of you going to get a boat, that was the place to be. But if... You weren't able to go to the boat show, go down to Power Lodge. I just talked to my friend Corey. He was down there. Said it was a good show. He said it wasn't crazy. Um, it wasn't, you know, dead either. So it was it was a decent show. There was there was some interest. So if you want to get those kind of deals, go to Power Lodge in Ramsey, Minnesota. Yeah. And where else does Power Lodge have a joint? They have one in Brainerd. Oh, Malax area, right? Onamia. Malacca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. Yeah. There's three locations, but our favorite is Corey King and Ramsey. That's right. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, and thanks for being one of our sponsors, uh, Corey from Power Lodge. Great guy, great business, and of course they uh, they kick they kick some butt and they treat their people well. I just got a text from our buddy Bill Katz. All right, we talked about Katz covers, mm-hmm. and I explained a little bit what Katz covers are to p- people who've never heard of them. But it's a round piece of plastic that goes over your fish hole, and it's got a slot in it so you can slide your line through it and you can fish you can jig if you get a fish you can just take take that plastic thing off and it's a piece of cake that's light and uh what's cool about it you, nothing you you're not going to drop anything on the fish hole like i did a rod last year we've all lost glasses or cell phones that's not going to happen with cats covers so bill cats just said you know what i can adapt my cats covers to work with grandpa jim's yeah ice hole trap he said he'll have a new product design. So I'm going to wow. give Billy Boy. I'm going to give you a couple of those uh, uh, ISO. I mean, um, ISO uh, fish traps, and uh, to bring up to Red, Le- Red Lake with you and try them out and figure it out. And uh, yeah. that's a good idea because collaboration. It's a, cool, it's a cool design. So Billy, I'll give you a call tomorrow. We'll talk about it. All right, that'll be a lot of fun. So that's nice of him, and hopefully that uh, Mr. Goble and Bill Katz can uh, hook up on Red Lake. I've never been on Red Lake. I have once. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It always seems like a madhouse early. I don't like fishing in cities usually, but um, I want to do it. You know, I want to make the tour. There's a lot of great places to fish here that I need to go to. Did you happen to catch Tony Roach's uh, um, angling? What's it called? Yeah, the the new show that they're yeah. doing. Yeah, um, I should know this because I used to work there. Angling, da, da, da. dialed Angli- in, ang- dialed in angling, dialed in yep. angling. I saw it from Saturday. He's on Malax. Yep. Um, it's fun. And they were catching some big fish up there. Nice. You know, some big fish up there as well. Uh, listen, how much time we got? I, we got well, a minute? it's 640. We should probably go. Let's wrap it up. I'll tell you what. Be right back with Randy Ness.
Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. Winner name drop here. Kurt Wallbeck of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guy. Nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on DevilsLakeND.com. And thanks. Are you thinking about getting a permit to carry a firearm in Minnesota or need to renew? Now is the time and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99, online classes for $89. You can even walk in and take one right away. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish. Shoot on site at the new state-of-the-art gun range and browse the huge selection of firearms. They buy guns, too. Visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka, Minnesota Firearms Training, or mnfirearms.com. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by clam outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Welcome back. Laughing and learning on the four outdoorsmen. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Mark, why don't you bring on our next guest? He's your buddy. Yeah, are you there, Randy? Yes, I am. Are you okay with Randy? I guess I never asked you. Your name officially at my workplace says Randall, but I, I'm assuming you go by Randy. Is that true? Please. All right. <laughs> Randy. Hey, Randy, Steve Strusinski here. Um, of course, my real name is Stephen. It's not Stephen. Sure. And um, and everyone asks me, it's all you know. My legal stuff is Stephen. I'm not a Stephen kind of guy. Yeah, you know? you're not. You're no, not. No. I don't even call me you neither. that. I call you Stru. No. But anyway, Randy, thanks for joining us. I met Randy a couple weeks ago at my new job at Guns.com, and we were in a meeting, and we were talking about someone brought up that you have to have Randy tell his fishing story. And so, of course, on, on company time, I had to call him separately and, and hear all about this story, and it was fantastic. So um, I, I just wanted to bring you on, say hello, and, and, and tell your story with us. Maybe a little background. Randy, have you enjoyed fishing, hunting outdoors all your life? Are you a, more of a fisherman, or um, what do you like about the outdoors? I enjoy the outdoors. That uh, I did grow up more in the fishing on side mm-hmm. of it, uh, my my father was a big influence on me on the fishing side, but he was not so much on the hunting side. But I also do enjoy going after whitetails and roosters, too. So I do 
have uh, I spend a lot of time as I can out in the field. I do have a small summer place located up in Brainerd Lakes area that I try to wet a line when I can. So I certainly do enjoy that. Well, we make everyone invite us that's on the show, so you better take me up there fishing sometime. I do have a boat. I just don't have a place to stay. Well, I, I did sell my boat, but I bought a UTV, but I'll be more than happy to take you out fishing. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark and I are pretty good at schmoozing, pal. We don't get paid tons doing this radio show, so we have to make it up somehow. So uh, uh, thanks for being my second best friend, uh, Randy Ness. Hey, Randy, I'll tell you again. <laughs> Everyone's got to, I'm 72, Mark is in his 40s, I don't know how old you are, but everybody has stories that are not perfect when you go fishing or hunting, and we all have. Would you talk about the story that Mark was mentioning just now? Where were you fishing? Who were you with? Tell us the well, story. S- set it up before that even. What time, when was it? Um, you know, obviously the timing was critical as part of the story, so why don't you set it up for us? Absolutely. It was one of the bucket lists for me that one of the guys I go hunting with um, has a partner group of guys that go fishing in Canada every year. And an opportunity arose that I was able to go and I took advantage of it. And this was back in the beginning of June in 2022. This was after COVID. And Canada finally opened up the doors and started to let people back in. So we were first in line to get back to this particular lake that um, it has not been fished for three years. So we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's got to be. You know, it's got to be. It's got to be, yeah. <laughs> right. So the, the lake itself was uh, Lake Obaknashkegan, and it was located uh, about 250 miles southwest of Hudson Bay. So we drove up to Jellicoe, Ontario, uh, stayed overnight at the base camp, and then we went up to Nakina, Ontario, and flew out of there. So this was you know, for me, it was my first fly-in. I've never, uh, I've always fished with my father that um, would be driving, you know, with my son. Um, that, my dad finally aged out and didn't want to do anymore, so I got to finally do this. So we were just absolutely pumped. You know, this was going to be a good time for all of us. So we finally get up to the uh, Nakina, Ontario, to fly out of there, and, you know, we get there we unload the truck onto a pallet they load it into the plane and a fly-in plane they load some material in front you sit in the middle then they load the rest of everything in the back and they have tarps to keep you separated and this and we were talking to the outfitter and they said well this is going to be uh, your first time going there and i have not yet opened it up and he just recently bought it from someone else so one of the other guys that we go with, the, my hunting partner, has been there for 20 years, so he knows the lay of the land, you know, where to fish, where to go. So it's like having your own personal guide. Yeah, so that's that nice. It's going to yeah. be a good time. You bet. So, <laughs> so we get load everything on the plane, and we get up there, and we're taking off, and it's perfect flight. It's a little rough, you know, bumpy a little bit. And then we get close, and you hear the throttle of the engine coming back, and the plane is banking to the left, and I'm sitting on the right. And then it's banking, and it's banking, it's banking. I can tell he's circling. And I kind of get out of my seat, and I look out the window, and there is where we're going to be. And the dock itself, there was eight sections of the dock been ripped off and floated across the bay to the shoreline on the other side. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Right, Right. Now, this was back in 2020 in the spring. That's when Canada had all the rain that they, everything flooded. They couldn't get out. They couldn't uh, 
get boats out. They couldn't get anything out. So we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Are we going to fly back? And then all of a sudden he cuts the engine, he comes in and he lands. And we're kind of, you know, can't really see anything. He's up, ties up the plane, and he opens the door and he goes, gentlemen, this is the closest I'm going to get to shore. If you want to go fishing, start swimming. <laughs> so we were at the furthest crib out, right? There was, you know, rock cribs going in that held the thing, and we're looking over there. And he goes, I'm not going to get any closer because I'm not going to bend the rudders on my pontoons. And we got to get going because the wind's wrong. And I'm pounding up against this last crib with my pontoon. And I don't want to have a leak. So go. You know, so we jump in the water carrying stuff over our head and up to our ribs, right? Yeah. And that ice left about two and a half weeks earlier. So it was horrible. Everybody's talking in high squeaky voices, you know, oh, my God, this is so horrible. We get to shore, get the boats loaded. They have, they're all tipped over. We put the plugs in, and we're paddling our stuff back and forth, you know, doing kind of a, you know, moving it to shoreline. And you're like, okay, you guys, I'm late. I got to go, and the wind's picking up. I got to go. You guys got everything, you know, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So plane takes off, roars off. We get back up to shore. We move everything up there, and we're all soaking wet. And I go, all right, you know, Ken's the, one of the guys, and he's like, all right, let's get changed, and we can go fishing. Let me ask you a like, question. Okay. Let me ask you a question yep. real quick. How long were you planning on staying there? Nine days. Okay. So we had to bring everything in, right? I right. mean, everything. Right. There was nothing there. And this is a true outpost. So there's no running water. There is propane, refrigerator, an oven, a small generator for lights. And then there was also a propane freezer. And that, you know, but it hasn't been running. So you got to wait a couple of days. So we had to bring in heavy chest coolers to keep food frozen from spoiling. And we get in there, and all of a sudden I'm like, where's my bag? No. Where's my bag? Where's my bag? You guys see my bag? And I thought, all right, all right, you guys are messing with me. Come on. It's no longer funny. Where's my bag? How many guys were up there with you? Were there three of you? There was was four of us. Okay, all right. And and then they're like, you know, I thought, okay, practical joke. You know, first-time guy. You know, ha, 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 you know, what'd you do with it? And I go, what bag, what bag? Of course not. There's my bag, just like the old Fantasy Island taking off <laughs> the plane, the plane, boss. The, the plane, plane, the plane. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, hey, you guys, you know what? Uh, I was in charge of the satellite communicator that I hooked to my cell phone to reach anybody that we ever ran into any issues that we could get help. Right. Now, we were completely cut off because the communicator is with my bag. Oh, no. So, Luckily, all I had there was the clothes in there. I had my rain gear in another bag with my tackle and you know, uh, fishing rods and reels and everything else. So I, I wasn't too out of place, but I just didn't have anything to change into or toiletry items or whatever else. So, hey, can I borrow somebody's toothbrush or does somebody have a toothbrush, extra toothbrush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken hands me this toothbrush and he goes, yeah, this is something I use to clean my bait caster, but you can use it. <laughs> Thanks. So, but we, you know, continued on and we had uh, a good time fishing, you know, and we did make a pack with us too, that if something was to happen to us, that uh, somebody passed on, that we would spike their chest, float them into the water, put rocks on their chest and sink them and then wait till somebody came to keep them so we'd preserve them, you know, leave them to the corpse for the widow. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. God almighty. So, so, so we did, we caught a lot of fish. We had a good time with that. And then the plane did come back, and 
eventually to come pick us up. And, you know, we're, we're shuttled everything out. We built this homemade raft, blasted it all together with rope from uh, one of the utility sheds, and so we could put our stuff on so we didn't have to shuttle so much back and forth. And we get everything loaded, and, and like, okay, you know, it's like, um, hey, do you guys got lost and found back at your uh, base camp, you know, in the, for the uh, landing area? And I'm like, well, you need to talk to the woman in charge. So, all right, so we get in the plane. We fly back, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, you guys didn't get everything off the plane last time. My bag was on here, and, you know, like, do you have a lost and found? She goes, oh, you're the guy. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I go, where is it? And she goes, well, when the pilot left, to go, he went to pick up another group of uh, people from another campsite, loaded all their stuff in, and then they brought them back to base camp. They loaded all their stuff on there, and my bag went with them back to Michigan. you got to be kidding so, me. No. So my bag went to Michigan, and luckily I had my passport on me to get back into the country. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise it would have been a mess. Wow. You know, like, you're who? You know, here's my wallet. Here's yeah. my driver's license. Trust me, yeah. My so gosh. through the course of time, you know, it's like, talked to the outfitter up there, and finally got a hold of the guy. He goes, yeah, I've got, yeah, I got your bag here. And he goes, I can send you back whatever you want. And I said, no, I want the whole bag back, because I had a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. And, you know, I just Venmo the money, he UPSed it back to me. So, but that was, uh, <laughs> it was tough. You know, the generator had a problem with it, and luckily in my former life, I was uh, pretty handy with, uh, you know, uh, engines, so that uh, we able to to make it go, but when when the outfitter says, "Oh yeah, I haven't opened it up yet," well, it's like mm, that should be a red flag right there. <laughs> Didn't you say that the windows were boarded up and everything? Like you you oh, had to literally the, take boards off the windows. We no, yeah, the windows were boarded up. You know, because again to keep animals out, that they had used torque screws. Couldn't find the bit to oh. save our life. You know, <laughs> it's like oh. So we went in there with, and there was a big pry bar in the utility shed. We just pried all, I don't all blame the boards you. off the windows, just ripped up the trim work and everything else on that. So, and then of course, once we got the boards off, all the screens are ripped. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, if you want to have the windows open at night, you're going to get eaten alive by mosquitoes. So then we spent some time. One of the guys brought a roll of duct tape, and we were duct taping up the screens and the windows and everything else. Was this? You said was this May? I'm sorry. Was this May? June. Yeah. June? Yep. This was the very beginning of June. All right. So it's still pretty cool up there, right? Oh, it was just gorgeous oh. up there. And as you were looking out over the lake, you would look at the tree line across the lake and all around the bay and everything else, and you would see probably about four feet up above the trees, it was just like someone took a spray can. It's being just painted the, all the trees white. Oh, boy. All the way around. All you could see was just like a laser level, you know, from a construction site. And what it was is that the ice, it rained so much, the ice lifted up, peeled the dock up, broke it off, and then the ice floated around and just rubbed against the trees, rubbed the bark off the trees. Mm. All the way around the lake, kept in shifting with the wind, and then it melted back down. But it was, a, it was really, it was fun. I mean, we caught, you know, 150 fish a day, because, of course, the one of the guys with, Ken, he's a 3M quality engineer. And he had a counter between his legs, velcroed to the seat of the boat. Catch a fish, catch a fish, catch a fish. So he was accurate. Catch a fish, 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 cat
catch a fish. So we did. It was it was a good time. Was it mostly it was walleyes, or did you try it for northerns a little bit? Are there any smallmouth up there? It was all. It was basically walleyes up there. There was northerns there, but it was predominantly walleyes. And I was more of a river chain, where it's just elongated, uh, wide spot in, in a river that they put a camp at, and the probably good size of the fish, normal size of the fish was about 18, yeah. 18 to 23 yeah. on that. You've got a few bigger, but it was, you know, all good eating size on that. And there was a few northerns there too. How long of a flight was it from the base camp yeah. to the, the cabin? It was about uh, an hour. Oh, that's a long ways. Yeah, yeah, it was, we, we were up there. I mean, looking around, there was, there was nothing. There was no roads, no nothing. And so it was, uh, we were up there, so we were pretty isolated. But did was, you drive? Yeah. Did you drive all the way to the base camp, or did someone shuttle you from shore to the base camp, then then fly out? Uh, nope, we drove all the way to the base camp where they kept the float plane okay. in, in Akina. So we drove there. We we stayed overnight at the base camp in Jellico, and then it was about another uh, two and a half hour, three hour drive from there to the float plane camp in Akina that we flew out of. Randy, did you ask for a little bit of a discount, uh, having to swim to shore discount, or uh, was that ever yeah. brought up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, it was brought up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll make it right. We'll make it right." Hey, you going to do anything? You going to do anything? Crickets. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you know, on that, and and again, I don't want to slander the the facility that this happened with, but uh, you know, I just. I got asked to go back up there again this year, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about you got to wrap it up. Uh, the, yep, we got one minute left. In the oh, show. I'll tell this. You talk about uh, that. You asked for us something a little bit back years and years ago. We flew into the uh, Quetico National Park, and and uh, we were supposed to be picked up on a particular time, Saturday, five o'clock. Nobody shows up. We had no radios back then. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. We just camped out. We got picked up the next day. We didn't know that there were forest fires in the Bounty Waters, and the pilots, all the local pilots, were fighting fire, dropping firemen off. And, uh, and the outfitter gave us, I don't know, 25% of our, our feedback, which is something because we, we missed a day of work. We didn't give a rat's butt because it's, it's fun being up there. But, uh, sure. Yeah, but at least he's the one who offered, listen, I feel bad about this, but we got to gotta take care of the woods and, and you know everything at first. And he gave us 25% back, which was nice. Well, good for you. That sounds really exciting. Um, that's a hell of a story, and you wouldn't want to do it again. But anyway, Randy Ness, I'll tell you what, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Thanks for, for mentoring my buddy Mark. Yeah. My buddy Mark here at uh, Guns.com. Yeah, Randy knows what's going on. I'm he calling must. him from now yeah, on. Yeah. Randy, thanks Go for ahead. being Keep listening. Be a listener from this point on. We have four oh, outdoorsmen every Sunday. Six you bet. Randy, take care of yourself. Keep fishing. Be safe, all right? Sounds good. You, you too. Bet. Thank you. you. Bet. A lot of fun tonight, four outdoorsmen. Thanks to Randy Ness. Thanks to Dan Boris. Uh, thanks to uh, anybody else who listens and BSs with us. Congratulations, Mark Fisher. Yep. Yep, a little shout-out to my pretty wife, Diana, who's in Jamaica with the lady friends. Good for them. They deserve it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Have a safe week. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.